Welcome to Before Breakfast, a production of iHeartRadio. Good morning. This is Laura. Welcome to the Before Breakfast podcast. Today's tip is about how to think of progress when we're talking about relationships rather than basic tasks. Progress is motivational. Sadly, the converse of that is also true. When progress is less obvious, it can be hard to feel motivated. Fortunately, there are some ways to recreate a sense of progress, no matter what kind of work we're talking about. Today's tip comes out of a question I got from a Before Breakfast listener who had recently left her job, partly to spend more time caring for her daughter, who is on the autism spectrum. The listener noted that her daughter was needing to interact with people more, and this was definitely challenging, she wrote. She needs more support to cope with how exhausting elementary school is. The listener was also studying to pursue a new career as a chaplain. All of these are worthy endeavors. But as she noted, I'm so used to measuring and valuing my time by tasks finished. Parenting and researching are both activities that are not task-oriented. I find myself struggling to measure my progress and feeling unaccomplished after lots of time well spent. Do you have any tips for how to measure time and progress in these non-task-oriented settings? It's a good question. The nature of parenting, or for that matter, being a chaplain, is to spend a lot of time with people, simply being available to them. The quantity of time is a key part of the job. And while we can track time, and I recommend tracking time, the outcome of being available is not always clear. One of the things that people who decide to be full-time parents most struggle with is this transition from turning in a report at the end of the day to getting to the end of the day and wondering what actually got done. This can make it hard to stay motivated. But I think we can create concrete tasks within these swaths of time that allow us to feel a sense of progress and motivation. Yep, it's quality time within the quantity time. I've been thinking about this a lot lately, as all five of my children have been home with me for the past two months. I know that, theoretically, this extra time together can allow us to deepen our relationships. But so much of the time is just managing chaos, keeping the five-year-old from breaking things in between feeding the baby and keeping the other children from hurting each other. So, to keep my sanity, I've come up with distinct projects each of us can do together. I'm sure that simply spending time together is more important in the long run. But keeping mom motivated is important, too. So we've ordered a bunch of Legos. I recently finished a whole rocket launching set with the 10-year-old, plus a farm set with the 5-year-old. My 12-year-old has become my writing accountability partner. He's writing a novel, and we check in with each other on how many words we've done in our creative projects. My 8-year-old daughter and I are undertaking a grown-up dollhouse project. Not for playing in, but for building and enjoying the miniature scenes. Even the baby can have some projects. We've been reading through all the old issues of Baby Bug magazine that I've kept from previous children. I know that it doesn't particularly matter that I'm reading a child-focused magazine versus the dictionary with a baby, but it makes mom feel better that, yes, I read through two issues today, and I will do two issues tomorrow, and so forth. If you, likewise, are looking for ways to stay motivated in relationship work, you might try setting some particular tasks that you can do and then celebrate completion. A chaplain, for instance, might set goals for numbers and types of visits and follow-ups and particular passages to read or spiritual exercises to do when it feels appropriate. 
Sure, the main point is being there and listening and offering comfort. But we can create tasks for ourselves within that. Our listener who wants to support her daughter with social interaction might set goals for how to handle welcoming her home from school or sending her off to school or planning activities on the weekends that might gently introduce certain social interactions. She can note her progress and celebrate what she's done. Quantity and quality time are often presented as being in opposition. But really, relationships are made up of both. A lot of the real work is done in the quantity, but the quality part keeps us motivated. And that's a good in its own right. In the meantime, this is Laura. Thanks for listening. And here's to making the most of our time. Hey, everybody. I'd love to hear from you. You can send me your tips, your questions, or anything else. Just connect with me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Before Breakfast Pod. That's B-E, the number four, then breakfast, P-O-D. You can also shoot me an email at beforebreakfastpodcast at iheartmedia.com. That before breakfast is spelled out with all the letters. Thanks so much. I look forward to staying in touch. Before Breakfast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.